Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit ContractProperties.net. This is the Midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. With Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. On 104.5 The Zone. Live from Blackbird Studio in Nashville. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. They'll be delivering lunch to us. They can deliver to you. 12 South, East Nashville, Sylvan Park, the three locations. And as always, you can go online to place your order at leastbbq.com. The Christmas list packages available there, available for pre-order through Monday, and then you pick up on Wednesday the 23rd. Edleysbbq.com for details. We are here at Blackbird Studio. Huge thanks to John McBride, Alan Ditto, and the entire crew. Martina making us cookies, which, Paul, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm not even sure if you've had one yet. I'm not. I'm not certain if you've tried one. I've not. I've had the donut, and I'm easing. Did it. you only do one donut? One donut. Okay. Uh, I, I'm try trying to limit myself to the two donuts that I've already had, See, and it's very difficult to do. Ultimately, they're great. Ultimately, we know I won't limit myself, so it's yeah. just a matter. That's of time. that's true. Space that's it out. It's just a matter of time. I, I forgive my delayed answer, but I, I left my microphone over near my photo sheet. <laughs> the photo shoot uh, of the the bobbleheads available at on um, at midday one eighty on Twitter. We're about to post on Instagram as well, as uh, where you can find us. The zone account, I'm sure, will retweet. Um, fantastic job by Duke Turnbow, Coach Mack, and and uh, Kirby for retelling the story for us for the one thousandth time to set up the unveil. We had to get to it somehow, and luckily, uh, Ragnow, the center for the Detroit Lions. Had a fractured throat that allowed us the opportunity to. Uh, I love the first part of that. Luckily, Frank Ragnar yeah. had a fractured throat. Well, we yeah. would have we would have found an entry point, and just this was a particularly good one. And no offense to Frank. Paul, please on air try one of Martinez. Yeah, said, it takes me a long time. You can eat and get back. I can't eat. And get Do it back. during the break and then yeah. tell us about it. You're not a good on air eater like I. No, am. you're excellent at it. I am not. Eddie George is going to join us in about. 15 minutes. Looking forward to that. Amani Hooker on the show today at 11.15. Clay Travis. We'll hear from Mike Brabel and much more. People are confirming that there was a giraffe platform at the zoo. So among all of Kirby's lies, there is, as usual, an element of truth. At the old Ashland City Nashville Zoo. I, mean, I oh, don't know anything one. about oh, yeah. Ashland City. John McBride is I guess here. It's real. John, thank you again for hosting us. Uh, if you want to pick up this mic over here, you're more than welcome to. I, I want to describe this room, but I'm not going to do it justice. And uh, in, in what we're sitting in, there is wood surrounding all of us. This the, is kind of like what Kramer was picturing when he was going to go all wood. Wood, Jerry. Wood. Like the ancient, the acoustics in this room don't get any better. Is that correct? I really don't think they do. So they, it's a, an incredible place to experience music. So explain for the commenter, like me, okay. what I'm sitting in right now. What? Why is this room perfect for audio production? Like you, I'll talk real slow. Thank no, you. I'm kidding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this room was designed by a guy named George Massenberg, who is just uh, an electronic genius. 
Uh, I always say he talks to God about electricity, but he came up with this primordial root sequence, I believe it's called, and there are 138,646 pieces of wood on the walls here that are all different lengths. No two are the same length. And the purpose for that is that when you talk and the sound wave hits the wall, it doesn't bounce back. It just breaks up so that it almost simulates being outside with a floor and a ceiling. And listening in here, the room doesn't burden that experience. It doesn't make it worse. It makes it better. So we get to hear the truth here, which is sometimes good and sometimes not. You know. Sometimes true or false based on what Kirby says, right? So. That's right. <laughs> Can we play a little bit of what he played for us just as background? The surround sound? Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like, I mean, he played, it sounds like we're outside. I mean, it, it, in effect, we are outside in a thunderstorm. It sounds like we're in the rain. You can play it a little quieter than we were has, listening to it. But or I you can crank it up has, if you'd has, like. Yeah. A question I have for you, John. Has any yeah. artist ever realized they suck? By hearing themselves in this room for the first time angry. and thought, man, I'm really not as good as I thought until I heard the truth, as you called it. Not and admitted it. <laughs> but <laughs> you knew it, but you'll mind, never say. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so John McBride is firing up the sound system in here, the Dolby Atmos sound system. Um, here we go. Okay, here we go. Let me... You went a little quieter. Than no, before. no, I mean, you can crank it. Do what you do. do. Oh, you, I um, overspoke. I overspoke. No, that's all right. I'm, I'm not shy about turning it up. I mean, we're, we're in effect. We're going to be broadcasting outside here for a moment. Here we go. I'm like Jurassic Park. Paul will play the role of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Come here, Laura Dern. <laughs> I, may, I said earlier, it sounds like we're sleeping outside in Kirby's yurt. <laughs> what it sounded like last night. Nothing's burning yet. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Give me Kirby nightmare. <laughs> Here comes the wind, the rain, the hail. I'm ready for a feature film now. Yeah, can our microphones do this justice? Can Kirby's system? Can, can this signal? Can this be? I, I don't want to put Will Hogue aside, <laughs> but can this be a secondary open door show? <laughs> Just where people are wondering what the hell is going on? Is there a storm happening? And then it ends with that feature film sound. Welcome in, midday landing. Yeah, and yeah. we're back. And now your featured presentation. Yes. We should. Uh, I, I mean, I want to watch a movie in here. I'm going to sit in the middle and just watch it off this monitor or this TV behind me. That's what John does. He comes in here, watch games. You crank, up this, you crank up the NFL in here? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know NFL if I need to hear Iron here. Eagle that well. I do. Spiro Ditas. I want to hear him in all of his glory. <laughs> I want to hear Titans Radio through these speakers with yes. all the different effects that, that Philip and Brett and Brett use. That would be amazing. Yeah, you hear a, a sack call from Mike Keith on all these different speakers. Oh, and we'd turn that way up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hey, thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, very so cool. We're honored you're here. So thank this you. we're in we're in Blackbird Studio, but across the street is the academy that yes. you and Martina created. Right next door, or yeah. founded, I should say. I mean, this is state of the art, uh, top five audio engineering school in the country, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. We uh, Kirby's uh, applied, but been denied. Yeah, 
It makes sense now. <laughs> All makes sense. Well, what happened was we have a lot of interns here. Yeah. And these are all graduates of various programs prior to us starting this school. And the amount of knowledge they had, we discovered, coming in here as a graduate was not good. And, I, you know, you can whine about it or you can do something about well, we it. We got a guy that's not good <laughs> to give you. No, I know that's what you're you, saying, you though. You would whine about it. You know, but I, I just felt like it was necessary to do something and do it right and make it better. For the future of audio. Well, you really. know what the difference is? The difference is, and I, I've told interns this, the hands-on experience through the internship is what you can or can't, it's how you make the most of your internship, no matter what you're yes. doing. And if you bring them in here while they're at the academy, yeah, they're getting do. they're going to work on the same boards they could potentially work on when they graduate. Oh, there's been days where Queen's been recording in a studio. The next day, the class is in that same studio. You know, getting your hands on the gear is the best way to learn. Book learning is fine and good, yeah. but for audio, you need to touch the gear. You have to experience it, be in the hot seat, and uh, that'll you'll learn quicker than this any is other way. This is sort of the real-world finishing school for it audio is. professionals. It is, and it's only a six-month program. So we've had kids do it in their gap year. We've, I mean, it's amazing how many celebrities almost have come through this program. Carol King's daughter. Um, came and um, and went through the class at the age of 57 or whatever. Louise Goffin, she's made 10 albums, you know. Uh, we had the bonus Jonas, Frankie Jonas, the youngest Jonas brother, came through the, the school. The bonus Jonas, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Jonas. We had Allison Krauss's son. We had Matt Cameron, the drummer from uh, Pearl Jam. I believe his kids coming wow. in a future class. So it's kind of like the place, it's kind of become a place where the the pros send their kids in a way. It's kind of, you know, I, we love it. Blackbirdstudio.com, the website, and uh, they have all the details there for rentals and everything else, including the academy. If, if someone's listening, a parent's listening, and someone's, you know if your kid's in audio or not, right? It's just yes. you're born that way. Uh, your, your mind thinks that way, and you hear things the same way. So uh, blackbirdstudio.com is the website. And, in, yes, in fact, I, I asked John this when we got here today. How he came up with the name Blackbird. It is off the, the Beatles Blackbird. Cool. Track. I'm a Beatle freak, no doubt. Thank you for having us, and you, uh, you'll, you. you'll join us a bit later, hopefully. I couldn't have picked a better day. This has been kind of <laughs> well, monumental with all the bobbleheads and everything and the new curvy. I I'm love sure it. Hutton was waiting for a, a good trip for this yes, as and well. The bobbleheads are right. I, when we, I found out we were coming here, John, I sent Duke a text. And I said, have the bobbleheads arrived from, from the east, we'll say. <laughs> the far and, east. Uh, the far east. <laughs> and the, he was the like, shipment from the east, is he, it in? He yeah. was like, well, I just got uh, the tracking label that says they've just landed in Taiwan, I believe. And then by the next day, he sent me a text. Like, Actually, they just arrived at my doorstep. And I called him up immediately. I'm like, hey, we're going to be at Blackbird Studio. Can you join us on Thursday? The express flight. That's right. I love that. Kirby flying fast, first class. We can't wait for the tour of this place. Thank oh, you. Thanks very can't much. Wait to give it to you. Quickly, Eddie George about to join us. Quickly, V Love has put out uh, bobblehead likeness rankings. Okay. Kirby Allen Kirby one, Hutton two, Coach Mac three, PK four, Reed five, Withrow one forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> We're opening an old wound. I second those ratings. <laughs> I second that ranking from V-Love. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone.
It is the Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. And Eddie George joins us, presented by Edley's Barbecue and your local Ford dealer. Edley's Meek Smoke, the low and slow, made from scratch side dishes. Edley's Barbecue delivers. No middleman. Order directly from Edley's, and an Edley's team member will deliver it to your doorstep. Edley'sBBQ.com for more details. And you can also check out those Christmas dinner packages where you can pick those up on Wednesday, December 23rd. So next Wednesday, check that out at Edley'sBBQ.com. Eddie, great to see you, man. Hope you're doing well. Man, I'm I'm great, man. Everything's going wonderfully. Just doing some uh, Christmas shopping, wrapping up some some working out today. Um, yeah, everything's going great, man. What does Eddie George want for Christmas? We've had this discussion amongst ourselves. We're not doing great shopping, but we're also not doing very well asking for things when people are asking us what we want. So we'll steal your ideas if you got any. Wow. Well, I want personally. Yeah. I want, Besides uh, peace, world peace and happiness and health. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what, Paul? I, I, I want a nice cigar. I want a Liga Provada T52 or a Liga Provada number nine. One of those two would set me straight with a nice glass of uh, tequila and some white sand beaches and some sunshine. That's what I really want. But I'll take the I'll, I'll take the cigars for sure. <laughs> Good answer again, for cigar smoker. And I'll say T, T, Liga Provada, in case you want to give me a gift, Paul. Provada, <laughs> T-52, or number T-52. nine. T-52, I'm writing that down. Either it's Ray Lewis or, or Steve McNair. Okay. 52 or number nine. This does not help me as I'm not a cigar smoker, but it was a good effort, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I have tried. I've tried the the Ray Lewis one, I believe, Eddie, at one of your events. Is that the same one you're referring to? No, Ray's actually he works with Rocky Patel. That's a really good smoke. Um, too a little robust for my 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 my, my taste, but I like a, a nice mild smoke. Um, and the Liga's for me. A good friend of mine put me on. Uh, Scott Harrison put me on to uh, Liga Pavadas about about six months ago. And it was such an exquisite experience. I was like, oh, my gosh, on the golf course. I think I had my best day on the golf course. That's why it's like my favorite cigar. Doesn't count because it was enhanced. Your score doesn't count. (laughs) Eddie, so something I've been thinking about and I've been dying to ask you about in terms of the running back position in Derrick Henry. We've seen these different evolutions over time of how we view the position and the importance of the running back position. I think we would all agree Derrick Henry is different. He's a different type of player. He's different physically. He's different even from you as a big, tall running back in your day. So there's this preconceived notion that he's going to get run into the ground just like every other running back. But I also feel like we're witnessing a great experiment because we're comparing Derrick Henry to every other running back that got run into the ground. This guy might be different in that regard, too. We may be seeing something totally different than we've seen in football in the past because we're witnessing the evolution of the human athlete with Derrick Henry and what he can do on the football field at his size and his speed. Do you buy that at all, or is it still a concern of if he gets X amount of carries over X amount of years, he's going to wear down? Well, we know he's going to wear down at some point. It's just a matter of when. Um, You look at 
uh, sports in general. You know, LeBron James is playing in his prime deep into his, what, the 17th year in the NBA, and he's showing those signs of slowing down. I think the way guys have been, they're training, the way that they're treating their bodies, how they're recovering, all the new technology in terms of that, that is preserving their careers, especially at a position where it's grind, grind them out. And uh, he is just improved. Really, you go back to his high school days. I was looking at his high school numbers, and, you know, people want to say that, you know, you don't want to attack on his past history and so forth, but you look at his entire resume, he carried the ball one game 51 times, another game 47 times, 35 times, and not to include the, the amount of workload that he had in college and now professionally. You know, it's just amazing to see this young man do the things that he's doing and showing those signs of wearing down. And keep in mind, you know, the two years, his first two years, he was, you know, sitting the bench or, or splitting time with, with uh, DeMarco Martin. So we're just now scratching the surface on what Derrick Henry can truly do because he takes care of his body. He's in excellent condition. He's always working out. Uh, he's durable. I mean, he, he's just a freak of nature in terms of how he's been able to uh, take care of his body and look and his physique and everything else. Eddie, of course, he's leading the league in rushing yards, and he's the NFL rushing champ from last year. And and that's what every NFL back aspires to be, the rushing champ individually, among other accolades. But there there is a significant star next to that accomplishment, but even more so to do it in back-to-back seasons. The last player to do it was LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006 and 2007. Before that was... Edge in 99 or Eddie in, in 99 and 2000. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Eddie, how difficult it is to pull off that feat, to do it in back-to-back years. As a back who has, has certainly done it, to do it again, it's like Giannis saying, hey, don't call me the MVP until I win it again next year. How, right. that, how significant is that for an NFL running back? Well, it's, it's difficult to, to get the title period, one time, let alone back-to-back. I mean, it's it's a lot of things are out of your control. Um, you can't control other running backs. You can't control other defenses on any given Sunday. Uh, and for him to to have won is a major feat. You know, that's something that eluded me my entire career. I've never had a rushing title. Uh, so for him to do it one time says a lot. But now to have a stronghold – um, on the rest of the field this year is, is truly remarkable. And when you know people are, are – defenses are trying to stop him and he continues to put up big numbers, it's not like he's sneaking up on anybody, you know, both physically and on his body at work. So that's what's making it um, a greater story is that you know what's coming, you can't stop it, there's nothing you can do about it when, once, you get, when the, once the train gets on the tracks. So um, – yeah, he's doing some things that this league has, has probably never seen before. I wrote last night uh, about this team's propensity over the four, nine, and seven seasons to drop games to teams it shouldn't uh, shouldn't have lost to. 
Uh, now, uh, the unpredictability of the league is is why I I love the league. Um, and surely they're not going to beat every team that finished below 500. Those are 12 games, though, that they let get away over the last four years. This year, they've done a good job of it. They lost the one to Cincinnati. They obviously cannot lose to Detroit and cannot lose to Houston and, you know, have to take their chances now against Green Bay. Um, your team did that occasionally, uh, let games get away against teams you should beat organizationally. We've talked for a long time, Eddie, about this team kind of playing up to its uh, opponent or playing down to its opponent. How mm-hmm. how should this team be approaching it, two out of the last three where where it knows it's better? Right, no question. Um, now is the time, Paul, where you they have got to get better every single week because you're you're fine tuning for the postseason, and regardless of, of who the opponent is. In those areas where you're showing deficiencies or weaknesses, um, and and like the, like the secondary on third down or uh, whatever that may be, um, that's not eye glaring to the public. You have to work on that, and it's an attitude, the mindset that you must continue to establish. That no matter who you're facing, um, you you've got to go out there and take care of business. So at this point in the season, it's no longer about the opposing. It's about you. It's about the teams, about the the, the, um, the standards you have set for the course of this year. So they're going to have to go out there and think in terms of, okay, we know when we're on our A game that nobody on the field can, can hang with us and they're capable of beating um, uh, the majority of these teams. So like this week, for example, uh, against Detroit, they don't have time to come out slow. They, they should be beyond that. Uh, they don't have time to. We lost Eddie there on the the connection. So we'll... they should be fine tuning. Go ahead. You got me back. Yeah, I, th- I think we may have you now, Eddie. When you look out and see a piss poor run defense like what the Detroit Lions bring to the table, when you were playing, how much would you salivate the week of a game like this, where you know there was a chance to exploit a, a bad defense? What's you say? Repeat the question again. We may need to reconnect with Eddie. Actually, let's see if we can, we can do that. that. We're we're coming up against a break anyway, so okay. we can reconnect in just a moment uh, with Eddie George, number twenty-seven, yes. on the line with. I'm, I'm right there with you, Chad. This is uh, we're going into this matchup where they are third to last in the league in yards allowed per game. I mean, that, you go into this with a mindset of the Titans are going to be able to run the football. It's it. Well, I set up uh, Paul and, and Wyatt in the in the booth for Titans Radio where we're discussing, like, we know this is going to be a big Henry game because it's Jacksonville, right? Like, right? It's just known that they're going to run it and run it well, and that's the mindset right now with the, the Titans going into the Lions matchup, Paul. Absolutely. Um, it's who they are. It's what they do. And we haven't seen anybody really sell out to stop him successfully at this time of year with this kind of these kind of stakes. I got to feel like it's like when uh, an outside shooter in basketball sees someone playing a 2-3 zone, they start to salivate and get very excited about those teams or when they go into a zone. That's how Derrick Henry, Eddie George, guys like that must feel when they see a rush defense like Detroit's that they're going to see this Sunday. <laughs> right? Yes. They have no defensive front. They have a uh, an okay pass rusher in Okora. Um, 
they're both of their starting corners are on are hurt. They're injured. They're they have a a good line again. Like the, their front seven is not good. Matt Patricia's fired because his defense sucked. Who's the they have the ninth best passing attack on offense? Who's the slow safety for Jacksonville? The white guy, Wingard. Wingard. Yeah, he's bad. When Derrick Henry sees Wingard as the one guy to beat on that one touchdown, he's thrilled. I'm thinking that looked like the easiest rush to the outside to beat a safety I've ever seen. He had no chance. Eddie is back with us. Eddie, we're we're discussing the mindset of knowing that that the the top running back is facing a terrible rush defense Uh, going into a week like that. Henry knew he was going to have a day against Jacksonville. He always does. What's the feeling like when you know that you're going to have a successful day if you take care of your own assignments up front? Hey, you lick your chops when you see a defense that's vulnerable (laughs) to the run as a running back. But you got to be careful because that might be the day that they get a little testy and play all out (laughs) just to try to stop you. You'd be surprised that – you know, you play a team that's ranked 30th or last in the league against the run, and they know that they're facing a good run team, that's the day that they decide they want to play uh, lights out and, and make it tough on you. So, you know, you just got to go in there with the exact same mindset. Don't take anything for granted. Don't think they're going to lay down because the moment you do that, then you're constantly playing from behind from a mental perspective. You just got to go out and put the pressure on them early. Don't press for the big run. Allow it to come to you and just punish him like he normally does and seek the win first. And I, I anticipate on Derek having another big day. When's the last time you talked with Derek? Uh, I haven't talked to him in quite some time. Um, you know, I hadn't physically talked to him like, since the summer. Uh, we text back and forth sparingly. Uh, but, you know, I, I like to give him his space. And, you know, he's in the middle of a season and, uh, you know, guys, they, they want to relax and enjoy. And, you know, so we, there's no, really no need for us to talk, um, you know, every day. Eddie George with us. You can follow him on Twitter at EddieGeorge2727. Coming up, we've talked some college football. Ohio State is in the college football playoff right now. We discuss what the upcoming championship game means. For Look at Kirby looking at me. He's like, don't you dare say they don't belong. I, I'm not saying that, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Eddie's take on what he's saying to friends of his who I'm sure are saying five games and they're in the playoff. We'll get Eddie's take on that and much more straight ahead. Midday on Eddie, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue. Eddie George with us, presented by Edley's Barbecue and your local Ford dealer. They've got some great deals going on, Chad. Holiday season at your local Ford dealer. Great things going on. Check out everything, including the new Ford Bronco. You can check out at your local Mid-State Ford dealer. Eddie, so for the the detractors, and, and, and I'm not one of them. I think Ohio State is among the four best teams I've seen play this year. They're extremely talented. But for those that will bemoan the fact that they're in the college football playoff, not blaming Ohio State, but pointing to the the conference for getting the late start and only playing a limited amount of games, what do you say to friends of yours who I'm sure are talking a little trash that the Buckeyes will get in over some other programs who have played a a 10-game slate, for instance? Well, let's let's be realistic in terms of where we are. We're in the middle of a pandemic. All right. 
there's nothing in terms of sports. The games that they canceled, postponed. Uh, the Big Ten did not do themselves any favors by setting the schedule and reneging on the schedule, post canceling the season, and only be back in the schedule. They had no offer, no flexibility in their scheduling at all. So we're, here we are with the situation. I mean, thank God that we've been able to get games on off every single weekend. You know, uh, up until this point, you know, they're going to be playing, but who knows what can happen. You know, this is a, a not a – when you look at the fact that they only face single best team, not because I'm an Ohio State alum or a fan, but I love the game of football and I recognize that the eye test, they have the, the, the goods. They have the quarterback. They have the receivers, the running game. They have what you need to um, to to be a, a champion. Um, now, do I think they, they have the body of work with a resume – that's deserving of playing for a national championship at this point? Uh, no, I don't. I think we need to see more, but that's not reality right now. You have to deal with reality and the fact that, hey, they're, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. This uh, It is what it is. And we'll see if they're worthy, if they get into the 14 playoff, if they're worthy enough to do it. And, and here's my proposal. I'm like, hell, you know, since everything is nimble and fluid nowadays, why not? schedule to have an eight game uh, 18 playoff in Atlanta or New Orleans or even Miami and let them go at it then you know since we were able to have flexibility now I know that there's some challenges to that but that's my point this is not the typical college football season so to say well one team deserving over another because they only played a few games that's completely out of the team's control and trust me I know Ohio State wants to play a full slate. They want to show everybody that, hey, we'll play you anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter. So, you know, you know, whatever anybody has to say is really out of my control. It's just my opinion. I think that um, Ohio State is definitely deserving if they beat Northwestern this weekend to be in the 14 playoff. Any chance where Florida is ranked that if they beat Alabama – they get in, and the, with the way they lost to LSU, I thought they would fall further. They only fell one spot, and if they beat Bama, I wonder what the committee would would say to that win on the final weekend prior to the announcement of what will happen in the college football playoff. Well, well here's the problem: you have Texas A and M sitting yeah. right there too, uh, who beat Florida head to head, and I felt like Florida was uh, had gotten better since that loss to A and M early in the season. Um, so I think if they do beat Bama, I think it's a pat on the back. You go to a great bowl game if you, if you, if there is one. Bama still goes to the national championship game, in my opinion, with one loss in that column. Um, I also believe that if Clemson were to beat Notre Dame, Notre Dame is still in. Clemson's in. The only way I see a scenario of anything shaking up is if Ohio State loses to Northwestern. Um, and or Clemson loses to Notre Dame with two losses, uh, that opens the door for an A&M or even a Cincinnati to jump in that spot. The, the, college, the college football playoff has never had a two-loss team since its inception, has never had a two-loss team uh, in the playoffs. So I don't see that happening this year. So, you know, Florida had to take care of business last week against an under 
um, achieving LSU team uh, uh, for the season. So, you know, I think that's going to be a knock against them. So I think we've seen uh, the best uh, for Florida in terms of their We will get uh, Schaefer in here, and he will call Eddie in just a moment uh, with uh, the connection on Zoom. So, Eddie, hang tight. You're going to get a, a cell phone call in just a brief moment. Uh, Chad, I'm, I'm fascinated by what happens if, and I'm, I don't think it's happening, but if Florida beats Alabama, and let's say Texas A&M doesn't handle Tennessee to the way we think they should. So they beat should. Tennessee by 10. Yeah. How does the committee view that? Because the terrible loss. Terrible loss that Florida had to LSU only made them fall one spot in the rankings. I just don't see any way. I don't see any way Florida beats Alabama. I don't either, but I, I'm saying I in the hypothetical. But neither does the committee. Anything. Neither does the committee. That's how uh, uh, how much of an upset that would be. And there's never been an SEC champion that has missed the college football playoff. There's well, also never been a two loss team either. I, w- I want to ask this, this question to done. yeah. I want to ask this question to Eddie, but. What's the message to Cincinnati? I mean, I know John Feinstein gets into this a lot, but there's just no way you're competing for a different championship yeah. at that point. I mean, there's just no chance. And Eddie's back on the line with us right now. And Eddie, we'll stay in the same state as Ohio State. What's the message being sent to a Cincinnati that's going to go undefeated and they still sit at eighth in the college football playoff ranking? I mean, excuse me, ninth in the college football playoff ranking. They have no shot, and I feel like everyone knows that now. Well, they, they don't, unfortunately. And I think that Luke Fickle, the head coach of Cincinnati, has done a magnificent job taking over a couple of years ago and putting them, putting them in this position. And it's unfortunate that the committee doesn't see them or value their body of work um, like most college football fans do. I, I think they deserve a higher ranking. Um, of course, though, with the Power 5 schools, the perception is that their schedules are much better. Uh, the teams that are in the conference, the Big Ten, the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, uh, Big 12, uh, that the, the competition is superior. And that's the perception. You know, I, I, I just think that uh, in order for those teams to get the, a shot, the, a, the AAC, which I think they play really good football, is going to have to expand the field to eight games or, or, or 16, excuse me, or 18 uh, for them to get a chance at large. But um, unfortunately, they're going to have to be on the outside looking in. Now, if they can pull off an impressive win against Tulsa and some things shake up at the top, uh, if Ohio State were to lose and if Clemson were to lose to Notre Dame again, that definitely opens the door for Cincinnati to jump in that spot. I don't foresee Florida jumping in that spot. I think we've seen the best at Florida right now. Uh, Texas A&M certainly has the outside shot. If that scenario would have happened this weekend. Uh, but uh, but certainly a lot has to happen for Cincinnati to get the 14th playoff this year. Do, do you feel like it's a growing problem? I mean, this year is an exception to everything, and it's going to be, you know, three of the same teams with a, a likely fourth. And every year – is is predictable. Um, right. It's less and less likely that somebody breaks through. You're going to see Alabama. You're going to see Clemson. You're probably seeing Ohio State, and 
and maybe the fourth one's a bit of a question, but it's not a surprise to see Notre Dame there, and it takes away from any intrigue. Well, I think what people, it definitely worked out in the business model in terms of how uh, they divide the pie up. I think eight is the right number in terms of the 18 playoff. Um, and I, I, I don't want to hear the nonsense that they can't get it done. Listen, if BYU, Coastal Carolina, 72 hours, and schedule a game, and BYU travels 2,200 miles across country, that's 72 hours, show up in Carolina, put on a great game, a great performance, they can figure out an 18 playoff without football. And that's, that's where it's going, I believe, in order to keep the intrigue and to keep it fresh, to allow teams like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, or uh, a team like Texas A&M, who's on the outside looking at it's a very good football team, but they can't have uh, their, their, their stake in terms of claiming the number one being the best team in the country to play off. I, I think it's leading toward that. Expand the field to, to bring the intrigue so it's not predictable every single year that we're not getting Clemson, Alabama, or Clemson, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, year after year. I think now, you know, they're going to have to really consider um, how the field is looked at um, overall and really expand the playoffs. I should have mentioned Oklahoma in there. That's a school that's always there that I didn't mention. Eddie, with another big performance this week by Derek Henry on Monday when you join us we will be discussing the MVP race going into a game against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers should be a lot of fun well, yeah it should be I mean I think Derek should be the clear-cut favorite at this point I can't think of anybody else uh, maybe Patrick Mahomes uh, that's been more consistent than Derek Henry every single week he's been there the only time that he's been ineffective Thank you as always, man, and we'll, we'll catch up with you after the game this week. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Eddie George, presented by Edley's Barbecue and by your local Ford dealer. Coming up, we will listen in to Mike Vrabel's press conference ahead of today's practice as they prepare for Week 15 and the Detroit Lions. So we'll hear that. Amani Hooker joins us at 11.15 and much more as we broadcast live from Blackbird Studio. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone.